0: Hi, guys, welcome to the Contender Promotions Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Bell. Today, I've got a very special guest in the studio, my good friend Anthony Franklin. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, If you can just tell people listening just a little bit about yourself. Um,
1: Well, the reason we know each other is obviously through the UK fight scene. Um, I'm a promoter like yourself. Um, Prior to that, I owned a gym, uh, an MMA and K1 gym, and I was a fighter, a bit of a short lived career but I was a fighter for a while Um, and I got into that um, basically through, I mean I liked watching the uh, UFC which was on at the time and I looked up locally, see what there was locally and there was a show called The Battleground and uh, it was in Martin and I lived in Martin so I got tickets, went down, didn't know anyone and. I was stood there and i ended up asking one of my mates like i assumed it was all the same as the ufc same pro rules etc and they weren't allowed to, they weren't allowed to punch on the ground or something at the time and Wait. like i couldn't understand why so i made a comment to my mate and someone overheard it and that person was uh, nathan Boyce, who just happened to be stood near us and he was involved in it on the gym well, <coughs> was, was was competing at the time and he said oh you can't hit him on the ground in amateur rules and i went all right okay and from that night on, I thought, oh, well, I want to find out about yeah. what there is locally, what gyms there is locally. So uh, I looked it up, and I'd seen this guy who had made that comment, and it was Nathan. So it goes down to the gym that he was training at, which at the time was Teesside Thai Boxing. It was in Stockton.
0: Is that why you went down, because you talked to him about going down, or did you just randomly go down?
1: Um, well, I was looking for MMA gyms, and there was very few and far between. I mean, yeah. they're not, it's not, the the options that you've got today are a lot more widespread and a lot, a lot There are a lot better gyms but yeah. this was actually it's not even an mma gym when i went down it was a thai boxing gym
0: yeah. where he
1: was teaching mma classes alongside jamie taylor
0: yeah
1: um so i went down there and i just 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 went down not to compete just because i liked the sport I just i wanted to lose a bit of weight at the time yeah. and uh i went down and just started training and uh just kept at it just kept at it and um i had no intention of fighting and then one day he asked me he said do you want to compete and i was a bit like uh did, i hadn't even thought about it yeah. i didn't think i'd get to that point and then i did and uh ended up keep competing in mma um up until i dislocated my shoulder three or four times
0: worst injury to any man's ever had that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because you've had shoulder problems as well and, uh I never fought MMA again after that because I just think it's um there's too much there's too much um pulling and pushing and you could end up in really weird positions on the floor mm. like at least with like the k1 and the tie yeah especially the k1 because there's not no clinch but you're not getting like wrapped up and arms yeah, twisted yeah, and all on that on a funny angle yeah so after after I had the shoulder injuries I just didn't compete in MMA anymore and I thought I didn't even think I'd fight again to be honest but it was about a two-year layoff it was actually on your show and I had my first amateur K1 fight Mm. Um, but by this point I was uh, my shoulder was compromised so
0: Mm.
1: I remember in the fight I remember I mean the training even the training was never as good as what it was prior to when my shoulder was strong
0: yeah
1: couldn't couldn't train to the same level. Um and I remember in that fight, I remember in the first round, I threw a punch or whatever and it I just remember thinking oh my god, my shoulder's going to come out here and yeah. got to the end of the first round and it hadn't and I was like relieved. And then went out for the second and uh, luckily I finished it in the second round by knockout.
0: So so we after that fight, was how, how how bad was your shoulder after that? Or was it not it was bad you had problems yeah it it was
1: bad and i actually thought i can't do this like this is this is it i can't do anymore and um i did i did have more and then i turned professional because i I always wanted to fight pro mma and i never did i was it was it was all weird rules back then it was classed as semi-pro and i was working towards that that was my goal i wanted to fight professional Mm. mma but then once my shoulder happened i thought well that's 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 a no-go now Mm. and i fought Let's let's have a go, Pro K one. So I did. Um, I had a couple of them, uh, but my shoulder—I my sh- was the shoulder was compromised. Could never, could never to the same level.
0: Uh,
1: the fights were enjoyable, but just uh, after after a few, I just to started. To be honest,
0: I can understand what you're saying because I've had like shoulder injuries for years, and it's one of the reasons I stopped fighting and even came back and had a fight and it, it fucking came out it was fucking devastating but even yeah, in training when, fight, yeah. when when you're training as well like i understand what you say like certain movements
1: it's hard to explain to people yeah. like i actually feel like it's hard to recover from people think i'm talking about strength and like you start you can strengthen yeah. your shoulder but it actually feels like there's my arm but it actually mm-hmm. feels like the insides hollow to me like it's that weak that yeah. i just feel like it's the
0: little bits inside it, it? it might Did be a, a lot strength? of it mental
1: but even with my good shoulder you get like noises yeah. which isn't that much of a problem but as soon as you hear anything with your left shoulder you're like panicking yeah. because you can't be off work like you know what I mean I'm self employed now and when I'm not working I'm not getting paid
0: And I know you you had to change your, your stance didn't you that's what you done didn't you well yeah that's exactly what happened yeah. Um
1: I, when I fought all my MMA fights I was orthodox um, and then I had a two year was two years I'm sure it was two years between my last shoulder injury and my uh, first K1 fight yeah. and the way I combated it was because it was my left shoulder your left shoulder is everything like it's your jab hand it's your lead hand your hook your uppercut and yeah. it's a lot of rotation whereas your backhand I mean you can obviously do with the shot but I just that that is you can just have it as your main your power hand yeah. isn't it so what I did was I changed the southpaw so my strong shoulder was the one that could do all the rotation, so I could go into a jab into a hook yeah. or a jab into a uppercut, um, and I just used my bad shoulder literally. Actually, I went through a point where I wasn't even rotating it, the way And I went through a bit butt. just yeah. just doing that. I do a lot of it like that now. I didn't want it's rota- less rotation. Yeah, it? I didn't want the rotation. I mean, I do, I do, I do use it now when I train because I still train, um, but. Yeah, I, I became southpaw because all the rotation was on the lead hand. I mean, the first time I ever fought, um when uh, after my shoulder injuries and I went out, I, st- I was mostly southpaw. But still, yeah. just naturally, you do end up switching back yeah. to your, your natural stance because it's one thing learning to do southpaw, but then start uh, <coughs> learning how to slip yeah. and all that. I mean, I've, you get it all after a time. But remember my first fight? It was a lot of switching, switching, switching. And then, it, actually, I was switching in most of them. It was only my very last fight, which I think I did pretty much yeah. all
0: southpaw. I think people str- people find it not so difficult to change the stance around. I'll tell you what people find difficult, the defence. Yeah. Your defence feels different. But I think it
1: opens up a lot of doors as well. Once you do learn, you can yeah. do both. I have certain techniques, which I do in one stance, yeah, and yeah. certain techniques that I do in the other. And it, conf- it can really confuse the person you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. sparring or fighting against because it is people just aren't used to that switching yeah. and um, but yeah the, it's particularly on the defense thing what it took me a while because you always think which side do i go but what you have to realize is it's the it's the same the only thing that's yeah. changed is your feet so if i'm slipping your jab your job's yeah. always on that side yeah so i slip this side on an orthodox stance yeah, yeah. i still slip this side on a softball yeah, stance yeah. The only thing that's changed is my legs and once you get that into your head obviously there's a few different things you can do off it but particularly the slips is where people think you think because you've switched hands you've got to change your slip but you don't your job is still the job so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what my feet were doing that's what you've got you get your head round and once you get around that it starts opening up doors for different techniques and chaining techniques together so i, I mean I, I, one of the best things that ever happened really when i think about mm. my style was, uh, I wouldn't want to do my shoulder again, but it did lead to me being,
0: pushing the stance. I'd have yeah. probably never have swapped it otherwise. I think the recovery of it is, is a lot. I had my right shoulder operated on. You've had both. Bo- not, I, I had my only, I've, I've only had my right shoulder done. Oh, surgery. Not right? your surgery. I've, I've had problems with both shoulders, but my right shoulder, honestly, like I was having problems with it for fucking years, man. I, I was out with that for... It was over a year recovery, I was fucked off it.
1: Yeah. I think my first one I was out for two years and I, and it but they said like that I could start training again. maybe it's the reckon over a year, but I did start after about six months. But obviously it was You're uh, paranoid in your head you're aren't you? Paranoid, but yeah you, that's when I started adapting and I wasn't yeah. doing certain things and like I said I was adapting, not throwing that over. Yeah. Then I started uh, experimenting with being the other stance. Yeah. And yeah, um, it turned out best for me style but yeah in terms of competing at the level when i say like you're fighting pro rules when you're fighting pro rules you need to be training uh, fully hard as you can and like yeah. things like uh push-ups i struggle with push-ups yeah. because of it's pushing your arms and your shoulders back and you struggle with that i mean i've got movement in it now full movement yeah, yeah. but it's know all, you mean it's when all, you're recovering from it and that's yeah. hard to do anything in there. so but like yeah, it's just it's, it's it's a struggle. So it sort of ended my fight career, really. I mean, I tried to push them f- last few fights out with the yeah. k one, but even then it was it was compromised and it was it was downhill from there anyway. But like I say, I'm, I'd met Nathan, and uh, at the time when he moved one of the gyms uh, to become his own MMA yeah. gym, I was training <clears throat> there like literally like six days a week, seven days a week, like all the time probably the the most there so when he went to move he said i'm going to look at some premises he asked me to go down with him Mm. and it was obviously it was going to be his gym originally but then he he asked he asked the question and he said do you want do you want to come in with me and i said yeah and i was i mean i was teaching by that point because nathan was obviously a fireman Mm. and he had different shifts so he he can't he doesn't do the same shifts every week so there was always going to be classes that he couldn't do and because i was Compete, not not necessarily competing, but I was training all the time. Yeah. Um, I was covering his classes, and that's just led from one thing to another. So when we eventually moved to the Grange Town gym, yeah. Um, yeah, I was. That's when I started owning the gym with him. But then that was at the time when I done my shoulder, so yeah. that it changed everything. To be honest, because when you start not being able to compete, and you've still own a gym, you still got to go down and train. It just becomes a job. But I also had a full time job at yeah, the time and yeah. it just it takes the fun out of it a little bit for me so yeah but yeah i owned the gym for a long time and then that's when we started looking at the um putting the shows on because mm. um, i wanted to stay involved
0: when did you put your first show on what year was it, it
1: was 2013 um an mma show because the only mma shows that were locally were that, like i say that battleground up until mm. that point and um, I, we just wanted to because obviously we had a, a gym full of fighters and they wanted to compete. And there was obviously shows, but a lot of the shows we were going on, we were traveling to Bradford or up to Newcastle, and there was nothing locally. Um, so we wanted to put it on.
0: What do you mean, MMA wise?
1: MMA wise, because that was always the focus. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, everything changed over time because then I stopped being a to train jiu jitsu. So, and Nathan also stopped doing the jujitsu this is at the grangetown gym so we became much more k1 oriented because i was yeah. doing k1 nathan was doing k1 and at the end of the day you're a product of your coach so uh, because jamie jamie was the main grappling coach all prior to that yeah and then jamie was obviously had moved to um mfa so there was the grappling sort of went downhill a little bit at that point so we were just doing the k1 a, like like you say. There's a lot less MMA fighters coming out of that gym now yeah. than there is uh, what there is K1. I mean they have got coaches there now, and maybe they will start to bring a new team through. But
0: yeah, yeah. How did uh, like I know obviously you've you've owned the gym yourself, haven't you? So how how did that sort of come to an end for you? Is it more cause of your work commitments and stuff? Um, because I know you 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 moved a few times, didn't you? You've yeah, well. A, a big, what happened we were putting the shows on
1: and then the shows became my focus all the time like um i stopped teaching as well and we started that because we moved to that um the big place um, that we called it the mec the Middlesbrough event center which we had and we could also do the events in the back because it was massive i
0: had a couple i put a few on yeah you did
1: a few in there as well so that became my focus but because we had that building you need you can't just put mma events on th- once a week you know what i mean you, yeah they, they take three months to plan, as you know three four months to plan so we have to put other events on and we've started getting people in for music concerts yeah. and uh, wedding receptions and god knows what else and um it, that became i mean i ended up having to go part-time with my other job because i needed to spend more time there and uh it was just stressful. So, I mean, I'm glad we've ended that in the in the end because if they've got to the year 2020, it'd have been a disaster <laughs> anyway. Because <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to put events on and events t- rely on the crowd, don't they? Yeah. So um, when we were leaving there, um, Nathan was going to another gym and at one point I was going to go with him and uh, I was starting to... My, 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 my other job was... Um, I was starting to look at potentially being self-employed, doing some other work, and uh, I made the decision to just to, to leave the gym.
0: And uh, was it, do you think it was hard to do it, or did it feel right?
1: It felt right because, like I said, it became it became it, all my passion. Not that my passion for fighting's gone, but my passion when you bec- when you when when your hobby becomes your job, it's a very it's a very you have to be careful with that because it people think it's easy to just get a gym and start a gym up and and because they like doing it anything mm. you like doing when you start turning it a bit more as you especially when i had another job yeah it, be, it becomes no longer your hobby because you've got to be there regardless of how you feel that day yeah. if you had a long day at work and you've got to then go there regardless you've got to do it i've, done it, I've done it yeah so like the it, it went for me at that point and um yeah so i ended up going with my going full time with my other jobs. Um, and I just left the gym. And I don't regret it. You don't I don't regret I don't it, regret it no. at all. I, I I I loved loved being part of the gym. Um, but it was more once the uh, MAC came about the stress for that was
0: just phenomenal. So I think a lot of people like locally still link you with the hurly done even even now. Yeah, they probably
1: you. do and which is it's which is funny because <sighs> I train at loads of gyms now mm. i train because depending on time times and who, what as well like I've, i do a, i go to the boxing gym in billingham um a company contender mm. i go to Akarai. um i've been going to another boxing gym um which is a proper boxing gym um phil thomas because the times suit me the day times because i've got the, my son now
0: so i can't necessarily get to the likes of your classes on mm. an evening because what? What was it like when you first started? Uh, obviously, having your own gym, and then you start going around different gyms training. Was it weird because you're not the sort of figure of authority no more, or like the the owner, or like even the way certain people teach? Because you, you you've been you've been used to so many years of how you worked your gym.
1: No, I actually like it because you I'm, liked it. Yeah, because I was no longer anything i was just turning up at the gym and just get my training done. you didn't have to look around no, more. no you yeah. don't have to be like looking and making sure that yeah. um, people are doing as they should be or you know what i mean i could concentrate on myself for once because i think we've had this discussion in the past like when you be start i mean we've had fights where we're also coaches and yeah when you're coaching as well as fighting you can't put full attention on nah. yourself no nah. do you know what i mean and it affects your performance yeah. because you're also like having to do other things um, so yeah I actually like going to other gyms um, and just I, I mean I used to like going to the boxing gym at Billingham a lot because yeah. I was at the point where I wasn't there to just to, to keep to keep learning I was just going there for fitness but also I liked I liked the sparring and he knew it and mm-hmm. what he would do as a turn up and he'd just say right you go in the ring and just give me a few lads yeah, yeah. rounds and, and i yeah, getting where, what I wanted and they were getting what they yeah. wanted so because they had a few lads who were um, a bit heavier yeah young lads but they couldn't get yeah. people yeah. Uh, t- for them to spa and i would walk in and he was sizes light up yeah, and goes yeah. oh will you spa with? I'm yeah i like, yeah, will yeah and i loved that yeah. um and i like i still I, I still now i just like going to the different gyms and just getting on with my own training are,
0: are they all different when you go in the atmospheres the training it, is, it, is it different or do you feel like do you feel like walking in different gyms for you personally i'm on about is it the same or
1: no i like i like walking in the different gyms and they are different people teaching different ways and different techniques and um i mean when i started going to that boxing gym yeah recently they, they had no idea who i was at all yeah. like he never heard of me because they were just totally focused on just the boxing yeah scene so i mean a lot of the gyms i go to have had involvement with even the, the one of the other boxing gyms i go to they've had people on my show so they know yeah. fine well who, who i am not that i'm yeah. saying i'm anything but yeah. this guy literally had no idea and he just said oh have you done anything before and i was just like oh yeah i've done a bit and he was like all right okay and then as we started training he could see so he, and they don't treat you like you're an idiot because they can see mm, they don't have to you can do, a, to, bit, yeah. they can do yeah. a bit where some people go in and they don't ask them questions they just say oh do this do that and I do like going to the different gyms and getting different training I do
0: that's good that's good so what about when you go to a cure right now? Is does it feel more relaxed as well for you even going there like yeah. you don't sort of have to like yeah. worry about helping I know you would help out anyway in any gym even but I mean within the class like you can actually go and just do it, Nathan will do the class whatever he's doing you'll just get on with it and work with your partner
1: yeah I mean there was a time where I didn't go for uh, quite a while and there would. And, uh, and I go in there now and there's very few faces left mm. of the people that, who I used to train with when the shows start coming up a few of them come out of the woodwork like but mm. um, no I like going in and just I just train with train with someone and yeah I mean I normally end up training with someone that I, I do know yeah but if I if they say oh we're gonna do some sparring or whatever and someone has like I, d- I don't know who they are they don't know who i am and i'll help them you know what i mean that's all it's yeah. how it works isn't it but it doesn't matter what gym am, i'm not affiliated to any gym i yeah. do that in your gym yeah. and if someone asks me a question so i've done something say, so how did you do that yeah. show them it's, it's the martial art way isn't it you just yeah. i've always said that actually i mean i don't know whether you agree with this but um i always believe that the martial arts way is to go and learn I'll come to your gym and you'll yeah. do something that I like, and you might do stuff that I don't like. But yeah. the stuff that I like, and then I'll incorporate it, and I'll go to a different yeah. gym, and then you end up having your own style. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, well, that's um, what it is, isn't it? but because there's also that th- there also is the, the loyalty aspect, and I would dare even say now, like as long as I go to all them different gyms, if I was all of a sudden to have a boxing fight, mm. I almost guarantee I'd ask Nathan to be in my corner, whether yeah. he would or not, because he'd say I want to see your training, yeah, yeah. your fitness, and all that, but. He would be my my go-to, um, because he was he was in my corner for most of my fights, all mm-hmm. of them pretty much, yeah. apart from the ones he couldn't actually physically get there to. So he would still be my go-to, but I I would I, I do think training at different gyms is is the way forward to progress your style, yeah, make your own style. No, but, uh, Should we uh,
0: talk a little about promoting? Yeah. <laughs> well that's 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 that's
1: a lot of the, my last few years with the yeah. UK martial arts team I am probably more known for that than it was any of my fighting yeah, yeah. you know what I mean I did did do the fighting but it was a short lived career.
0: Yeah. Cuz you you've done a few shows haven't you and we've worked together on on a few bits and even helped each other on either one show like even promotions or the Olympus or when you were doing the, the combat challenge we've helped each other on that uh, what made you want to get into the promoting though? like what made you
1: well because we owned the gym and having shows helps helps your gym because mm. you, you guys want to be fighting they want to be active yeah. and if they're having to rely on travelling to all these different places so it was always about having shows locally and we thought that we could do a good job of it Yeah. Um, and there has been some hell of a shows in, in this area, not just me, like your shows are
0: good as well. Um, My shows are the greatest shows ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I, I, I actually can commend because there's quite yeah. a lot of stuff I like. Uh, I mean, I've seen shows where they literally just stick a ring in a room and they do the bare minimum. But if you go to a contender show, mm. there's not any part of the show that hasn't got the word contender, contender on it in some way. And that's one thing I think really like about your shows and as from a, a business model. Mm. is obviously um your promotion side of it and it's good expense because a lot of it you can reuse show after yeah. show after show and i did a similar thing you know ta- whereas i wanted to um, bring something different to the shows and a lot of mine was to do with like the entrances and stuff yeah. like that and i tried a few different things but like i say it was a lot of it was wasted money so mm. so to speak because once you've used it there was no like it's not no branding yeah. or anything and you've done it again I mean I don't know whether you can remember I had that big screen built in yeah, yeah. and uh, it needed well it delayed the start of the show because it took that long to build but it was yeah. a massive screen above the walkway. Them, think, yeah yeah and then um, and they walked underneath the screen and the screen was absolutely huge and mm-hmm. um, tried things like that I've had co2 canisters all going off and it's all stuff that just it's just buddy boom going yeah, up, boom. Buddy, boom boom, Whereas, boom yeah. where you do whatever you or you ring or the ring uh, covers, everything got contender. You can't look anywhere at a contender show without seeing the word yeah. contender, and that's what I really like about them. And but you also do a lot of the stuff that, like you say, when you do the fighter parades and mm-hmm. things like that, because we're trying when we're trying to put these shows on. We're trying to make memories for people and memories for ourselves yeah. and that's what we're trying to push and that's why people want to come back to shows whereas if you just go on some of these shows where they just stick a ring in the room yeah. and they also force you to sell so many yeah. tickets we don't we've never nah. done anything like that and we want to we want people fighting our show because
0: they want to fight on our yeah. show uh, my idea of the the fighters fighting on my shows i want to make them feel like stars i want to make them feel like heroes so like and when people are coming not like when you go to a, a concert or like a comedy night and these guys are on the stage that was my idea of with the fight show i want to make these guys like when their family and friends are coming to think fuck man where the, these guys are like make them feel like a fucking superstar when they're up there yeah. like because it doesn't last very long yeah. but at that time it means so much to the fighter yeah. to be and all the, the, honestly like when i was promoting well yeah, i still promote now but when i promote like takes so much of my time up because i'm so fucking particular with the shows like with every last I know little work <laughs> <laughs> the fucking attention of detail is fucking so fine like i will not let anything go unless it's absolutely mm. perfect the way it would look the way this table's out but know, i've seen going in shows and people just stick anything on the table even the presentation of what the vips would get yeah. would. Would, and even the way I would, even the way I would present it, even though it cost me more money having staff, the way they get presented, the the wine, the food, it'd all be brought over to them and greeted. I even done a sh- I've done shows before where I've had the VIPs meet at the door and they've been seated, they've been tucked like walked in, and the girls have been like dressed up and have walked them to the to the tables just to to give them a to give the proper VIP experience, which. Really, if I was going to a show and I was VIP, I would, I would, I'd be fucking over the moon if I was tre- like Do that. You remember when we went to WFL? Oh, that was like another level of yeah, yeah. But
1: like, but yeah. that's that one thing I did take away from that yeah. experience
0: because I've been to a lot of shows, I've been to UFC shows, and the production was, on the, that was the, the, yeah, like
1: it's the production, but also even at which, which we one were, did you
0: go to though? Was it was it the Andy Sauer one you went to or was it the Peter Earth? Peter Earth fight, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, but being a
1: vip you felt like a vip yeah. do you know what i mean like we got walked to the table um
0: and god they were bringing it was all perfect timing as well well when we went we were guests i was a guest of melbourne i brought you didn't i yeah and uh you you were like shocked because they were bringing food over and everything for us weren't they? yeah but it, it, honestly we were i'm sure we got in there it
1: got in there about two o'clock in the afternoon the show was already on. We, yeah. I think we might have
0: missed the first fight. Yeah, because they had the prelims, didn't they? Yeah, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, and it went on till like
1: yeah. eleven o'clock at night. It was on for hours, but it didn't feel like it because just the timing and what the time. Even like every time, like there wasn't a fight on. And you'd be you'd having a drink and it's just as soon as I was mm-hmm. thinking, of, oh, I need a drink. I'd turn and there'd be someone there offering yeah. me a drink. Or there would be offering, I'd be thinking, oh, I'm a bit for, shall I go up and get,
0: Yeah, I guess, and, and then uh, there'd be someone there. It's yeah. like as if as soon as I thought yeah. of it, they were there. And um,
1: But the, the fights were brilliant, the production was brilliant. You the really service. Did, you really did feel like yeah. a VIP. And... Um, I think we were only on a table of four of us, wasn't it? There were six yeah. but there was only four no, of us. Was, oh yeah, yeah. Six seat tails, but there was only four of us on the table. Was that
0: the time where we sat? Was it Raul Catina's where we sat near him? The K one heavyweight fight Romania. I, I might have been with someone else I went with. No, I, think I don't I think, I took, think it was. I think I took Mick that time. Yeah, but um, yeah,
1: I learned a lot. I learned from that a lot from that show. Um, yeah, like you say. It, it, I was always used to concentrate on making the the, 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 the events for the fighters and how they feel and I mean I've had fighters that have fought on loads of shows I remember Mm -hmm. uh, remember Kieran Jones uh, he's like 40 odd fights or something I'm sure he's had I remember when he fought on one of mine he's only fought on the ones and he he couldn't believe like the the difference in the Mm -hmm. level of production and show I've had loads of people say that though and um, because it was always about the fighter and like the same with photos and videos like i remember back in the mm. day we used to fight an mma you don't show, even have a video or a photo you had to
0: pay 25 pound for the dvd wasn't put on social <laughs> Some media Some of when i was doing it there weren't even photographs there I yeah my, i was yeah. fought
1: on the very first uh, made for the cage it was actually 10 years ago in december i remember sharing everyone everyone was sharing it but there's no video footage of my fight yeah. or pictures or anything um obviously made for the cage became one of the best shows in the northeast mm. but yeah, i remember fighting on that uh nothing and then uh and then shows after that it was 25 pounds for a dvd you gotta pay you, you buy like a pack of pictures yeah. of your fight um but i learned all that from because the person who got me into promoting initially was safe khan yeah and uh he's all about um the same thing after what he used to always push he said i want people to fight on the show because they want to fight on the show and he done it a little bit different to me he was always wanting to give t-shirts out and uh, you get the gloves you get the t-shirts mm-hmm. you get the photos for free, you get the videos for free and some people appreciate it some people don't but it, it, it is frustrating when they don't because mm-hmm. all that has come to a cost of the promoter whereas back in the day it was easy to put a show on and then say oh yeah i pay the dvd So yeah. all the video and you're as a promoter you're not paying for it photography you're not paying for it because you're getting the fighters <coughs> to pay for it yeah whereas i was always pushed by safe uh, I think that was the right way to go about it. Was always about if it's on social media, the more that's on social media, the yeah, it's more better, it's promotion. So yeah. I push all your pictures, all your videos. It's all free, free. I give them away for So free, though, all the, everything comes back on the promoter. Yeah. And that's, people, well,
0: that's, that's how you get followers on your page and stuff because they have to go to your page to to view them. So you're getting you're not getting money back, but you're getting followers and you're yeah. getting you're building an audience. So when you do another show and another show. And and that's what's all about creating that brand.
1: Well, I, I didn't actually mention you know when I said how did we get into the promoting. It was actually Safe Khan was looking to expand his show. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> in different areas, so he was looking, and uh, the team that we were with Akarai, we were we were. I don't think I ever missed a show up until the first twenty shows or something. Yeah. I was at every single show. I always had a fighter on, and uh, he initially asked Nathan because Nathan was obviously the the gym owner, like the. The head of the gym yeah, yeah, you know what I mean yeah. and uh, Nathan, uh, safe still says this now he thought that Nathan would be the one that would make everything happen and mm. do all the fights and everything and I might do a bit of social media or something but it was quite the opposite Nathan was teaching all his fighters and I yeah. would put the shows on that that's just the way it worked and uh, so my first few shows uh, were under the combat challenge Northeast banner. banner yeah. that's the only thing about which I regret a little bit not that I regret that but is people when i put olympus on now the number that comes after the show is so low because i've named shows i've done shows with you mm. the tournament ring yeah. talents yeah. combat challenge olympus yeah. so people forget how many shows i've actually put on yeah. or they don't know because they don't know me but i've actually put on a lot more than you realize It's have just yeah. been under different branding whereas yeah. you're on contender 34 five, thirty-six 36 now and it's always been the same name yeah. everything's always contender 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 um, even though you've done a few with me yeah uh,
0: yeah actually I've done more let's yeah. add them on yeah <laughs> Yeah. so
1: you know what I mean you're a 40 yeah. odd 40 shows plus yeah. do you know what I mean including the ones you've done with me yeah. and you've done some with Dave wheeled as well haven't yeah you? but yeah um that's how I got into it and we've done combat challenge North East and they were all MMA events uh, that also had some K1 and boxing on because MMA was always quite difficult to match because there's so many different aspects to it mm. and some people like the idea of it but when they start having to realise that they've got in a week every week's training, if you're doing K1 you train K1 yeah. you might do a bit of strength and fitness in between yeah. but you're training K1 all week yeah. as MMA you've got to do the boxing, the wrestling You've got to mm-hmm. then do an MMA class where you're actually chaining it together. Yeah. You've got to do your sparring, your fitness. and It, it is a lot. It, yeah. It's a lot. To, it, and it is hard to... Um, there's not. I don't think there's as big a bigger pool of people wanting to compete MMA.
0: There used to be, but I think... I you, don't know. I, like I think there is. Here, we, we, honestly, we've had some mint fighters, when you think about it, though, fighting on both shows. One fighter uh, who's fought on my shows since the fucking very beginning... This guy I knew from when he first ever fought on my show, when he was must have been about sixteen or something, fifteen he was. I knew he was gonna end up in the UFC and I but still believe he will. Justin Burlington. Oh yeah. He's fucking like You want to he's, title, he's, he's, sure. he's, he's another level, yeah, he's won well he won he's won I think he's won three on Martin. Uh he won the, the junior title, like when he fought for that and then he won Is he undefeated in K one? In K1, he's undefeated yet. Yeah, because yeah, his
1: amateur yeah. career—he's uh, only lost one. Well, he only un- lost to one, down? which was his first fight, yeah. which is absolutely the person he lost to. Is, is like top? just fought for the Cage yeah. Warriors world title yeah. only a few weeks back, and uh, that was his first fight, and that just shows the level that, like, both at the both yeah. the the level of that fight. No one would have known what level they would get up to, but he never lost a fight since as an amateur
0: um i think he ended up getting like 18 and well, one. He's, he's got even in k1 like he's he's got some titles I'm sure he's a world champion isn't he did yeah. he win the world title Mick microssland show didn't he yeah he, did, he yeah. won the, he won the world title on there he won he won the title on contender he also won the the uh idea national team challenge didn't i versus holland yeah. he won that he won the belt on that
1: and as well, some of his fights have been so good to watch. I, know. I remember watching one on yours. I yeah, that I was, Dutch guy I when he fought ju- Malik. I think I was a judge. And I remember Bish being so like. It like, was England
0: versus Holland, that show. Yeah. And it, you fucking
1: did he go over an extra round? Is that the one where no, he No, no, round? no. I think that was Luke Westwood. I remember, I remember it being just. Yeah. But that, yeah.
0: yeah, that was. A but that was uh, G- Justin's was. It went, uh, I think it went all around, I think. But it was fucking so good, that yeah, fight. Amazing fight. Have you ever thought about getting him on here? podcast He would be good, yeah. yeah. Justin would be good, yeah, because he he's actually been with Contender. Fucking, he's had loads of fights on Contender. Yeah, he's had yeah loads He, of he wild, would be. Yeah. He would be good to get on. a fact, there's loads of lads. Loads being of lads.
1: Out, local lads now who are doing so so well. Yeah. Um, fighting on. keeping Lister, he's Euro, doing really he, well. Yeah, European nah. level shows. Well, he fought on Cage Warriors. Yeah, I know he lost, but he's still he's yeah. fighting that level. That now, was you know his what I mean? first first pro loss yeah. so he was 5 he's and five and 6 and 1 now i think he is but yeah on that same show perry was the main event mm. he's a local red car lad um but yeah all the dungeon lads are doing really well and then there's the hardwicks they're fighting on perotar yeah. and they've all been this is the thing what as well i've tried to mention this to people in the past uh about when they come to our shows like you are
0: watching the future. Yeah, you are, watch, you are watching. You are yeah. watching. and not is, uh, and, and not just our shows. Any any decent credible show out there that puts well match fights on. You are watching the future, and that's what I think in England. That must be the only thing that the fans can't see because they were not as big as other countries. As in other countries, people can see that the fans seem to get more involved and understand that these then, guys can be the future? And they make them into stars In through yeah. the fans. Yeah. You only be a
1: star if you've got a fan yeah. base, and what, there's a lot of people who are absolute unbelievable fighters that struggle to sell. But they can't market this, yeah. because they don't. They don't get pushed by yeah. the fans. But then when they start getting to the other levels, but it start, works both ways. People, yeah. people start thinking oh these guys are good yeah. I'm like yeah but why weren't you supporting them when
0: they were on the, the local shows I think a lot of fighters need to do more for themselves as well though. Yeah, a lot so- of them want you to push them more but they need to it has to work both ways to To make it as a fighter now you need to be pushing yourself you need to be you need to be on social media you need to be active you need to be you need to be like treating yourself like a brand like how this guy is selling these boxing gloves Fight Lab he like it's Fight Lab's nothing it, Just the name's nothing on its own unless he can brand it and market it and push it out there and, and word it right and get the right p pe- in the right people's hands that's when it becomes a, a valuable product and and that's the same as a fighter you, you become a valuable product when you put yourself out there whether you're amateur semi-pro pro because it's everything's a stepping stone with with fighting conor mcgregor proved that prove he? that yeah 100 percent. i remember
1: watching conor mcgregor i wouldn't say he was unknown but he was unknown to the masses in worldwide in america and stuff like that but yeah. in the uk especially because we were i was in the mma scene watching him on the cage warriors mm. and he was winning the world yeah, remember, titles and yeah. stuff and even then you knew he was going to be a star yeah but not to the extent even though you were watching him when he went to ufc yeah. he just absolutely blew up yeah but again it's all about marketing and there are, there are some fighters that go a long way just pure, pure skill yeah and pure like just domination i think Gunnar nelson who was one of connor's mm. teammates he's not he's the total opposite of connor in terms yeah. of promoting himself and being out there but people were still watching because he was brilliant mm. but if you market yourself you can get get yeah, further
0: you, you you need to market yourself and it's uh, to be a fighter i think you have to be quite selfish and like you, everything has to be about you when you want to be a fighter when you want to make it you ask any of these uh, top athletes or legends they've sacrificed a lot and the, the you have being to be obsessed, obsessed. You have to be obsessed. Yeah, you have to be. Everything has to. It has to come before anything. It has to come before your girlfriend. Everything it has to. Honestly, it has to come before anything. And and the bottom line is, a lot of people are not willing to sacrifice that. No. A lot of people, people are not willing to sacrifice giving everything, because giving everything is not just giving time. It's giving effort, and everything else that comes with it. And it, them fucking days when you you're down and you you've got because you you don't make much money until you're really at the top, and it it's it's getting past them times and that's why it's a long that's what and it's a long road and that's why not everybody makes it but I believe nearly everybody can make it it's the same as with other sports as well if you really, really 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 want it and you're really passionate about it and it's everything you want like just go after it and fucking do it because you can achieve it I believe anyone can hard work
1: and uh, that, hard work yeah. hard work and being obsessed and putting, yeah. the, putting the time in um, it's a long road and people don't like the long road no, to that, no, but, no, no. Um but anyone who's got success anyway has had failures and has continued yeah. to Contin- go yeah. and get back up again and try that's again the,
0: and that's the thing as well no the knockdowns people get in life <laughs> the fucking doesn't even matter the knockdowns they're what make you as a fucking person because when you can get back up from being knocked down that's when you'll get back up from fucking anything and just keep going and that's how you fucking win in the end because even now like look at the challenges we're facing now yeah. with this COVID bullshit like regardless of what <coughs> people want to say about it or whatever it's affecting that many different people in so many different ways it's affecting me financially massively like we're, we've really we've been crippled as a fucking business this year but and really it got me down a few weeks ago to be honest like i was fucking because i'm very positive as a person yeah and a few weeks ago, I was like, fuck's sake, man, like, I was actually thinking of closing my fucking doors. Just thinking, no packing my bags. Yeah. And, like, that's it. I, I don't want to do it no more. I'm fucking too stressed. I'm fucking sick of closing, opening, closing, opening. I'm not making no fucking money. But then I thought, you know what? What about all the fucking good things I'm doing? Like, I can't just concentrate on one thing that's not going right. Like, the main thing, my fucking family's healthy. I'm healthy. Yeah. I've still got a fucking gym only have to sustain it and i'll work on other things yeah and 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 that's what people need to do you just need to fucking like not get down about it and just work on things that you can change yeah i think it's affecting
1: people in a lot of different ways and people need to be a bit more sympathetic because just because it's not affecting me in the same way as you like yeah. you you've got your business i'm not currently running a business that i need to be like desperately opening yeah and but i'm affected in a completely different way and the way i'm affected is at the moment i'm uh, living on my own and when i don't have my son mm-hmm. i've spent a lot of times where i've got nowhere to go can't yeah. go play golf can't go to the pub can't go train you know what i mean and that's that's how it's affected me differently yeah. but then there's there's people that aren't affected yeah. by financial that. and then there's people that aren't affected mm-hmm. by uh, like being alone or whatever so and let's
0: be honest they're all fucking bad everything well, like your situation and as well like Must I say there, I'm, I'm, I am quite strong
1: minded uh, and what, what the way I'm looking at it is there's people that haven't got the same strong minded that are in a similar position to me right. that might be living alone that haven't got the same mindset that I have and it's the same with people who have a business you're quite strong minded I know right. that because we've known each other a long time now but there are other people that even though they run a business they'll be absolutely crippled, crippled by this the and now. they're really really struggling with it And but I think people need to be a bit more sympathetic that Realise that everyone's position's different, and that's why people want different outcomes. Like you can't wait for us to just be back open again, but then there's people who are maybe's got a vulnerable uh, yeah. uh, family member, and they're the opposite. They yeah. don't want to open, but like there's no point you shouting about it because no. then you've got to be sympathetic <clears> to them <throat> because if they lose a loved one, then that's bad
0: That That's the thing with all in there people's people's opinions, and I respect other people's opinions. Like, but. It's it's just it is hard, and I can I can see it from loads of sides, but I just think me personally, if I look at it realistically, it's affecting more people financially and mentally.
1: Well, that's why I haven't I haven't mourned about it or put anything on Facebook about that. I've, I've thought about it because yeah. I'm thinking well, I'm sat on my own. But well, you, you know, can no I, sp- I don't want to speak to and someone about it. And there, are, there are some people I can speak to about it, yeah. but I wouldn't want to. But like I've seen people moaning about it on Facebook, but I don't want to moan because I don't want to come across like my problems any worse than anybody else's i know for a fact i'm in a very good position um with my work and stuff like that so i don't want to come across as a hypocrite because although i'm struggling with that like people people can take things the wrong way do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i don't want to say look my my position's any worse than anybody else's everybody i think everybody's struggling at this point now but it's gone on for so long Um, but we just need to be there for each other and make sure that there isn't someone sat worrying about it and they need someone to speak to, so like,
0: like Rob was saying, who we do the podcast with. That like you were saying, uh, like even people now, like stuck in houses who don't really see anyone, but they might go that one day a week where they nip to the pub, even for a, a pint, just to get not, out of the house. Not alcoholic, but they n- want yeah, to go to the pub to be not, surrounded yeah, by because, other let's be honest, people a lot of people look at a pub and think alcoholic when it's not, not the case. No, you can go. Like like you, you I bet you would just love to go for a pint. Yeah. Just to socialise with, with different people like well, right how now? many times do we me and you go for a coffee? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like we go it's for a same. coffee,
1: just just sit and it might only be twenty minutes, it might be two hours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But we're in a position where we can do that, but now that's taken away and then if I'm not having a coffee with you, I might go play golf. Yeah. If I'm not playing golf I might go to the pub. If I might not do that I might go for something to week with someone, or I might go train. Yeah. And all this is just gone. Do you know what I mean? And that's why it's affecting <clears> a people a different mm. you know what I mean I haven't got a financial uh, sort of worry because I haven't got a business running at the moment um, so yeah but it's, it's, it's affecting everyone differently
0: isn't it? the only good thing I think it brings when you when you for me personally is that I like a bit of stress me I, I like to I, I thrive off it a little bit Uh no like when things are uncertain that's why I used to like fight promoting because it used to be I used to keep me on my toes you no, know, when things are like things are fuck up but then you'd solve it like like all of a sudden you'd have a fight pull out and the show was fucked like you were losing loads of fucking money because really at the level we're doing them the the fighters are selling the sort of tickets if sponsors pull out and stuff like that you're fucking on your it keeps you on your toes and that's why
1: sometimes i used to wonder why i, why I do the promoting because it'd be so stressful yeah at times stuff, i would biggest, as well the biggest example that i can give was uh it was the first time I'd actually done a, a ring event, like the Raw always in a cage. Yeah. The first time I'd done a ring event, and because I was known more for, the, my contacts were more MMA-based, mm. I was struggling a little bit to get the amount of fights. I mean, some of my MMA shows, I mean, one had about 25 fights on, which I think is a little bit excessive. Yeah. But when I had my first ring event, I think going into the event on the day, there was 10, because mm. I'd lost some that week. I think it was like 14 or something. I'd lost some that week. And going in on the day, it was 10. Yeah um well, there's another part of the story. There's <laughs> 10 but on the day two guys failed the medical because they had been knocked out and i wouldn't yeah, nice. i didn't yeah. even know they had been knocked out the week before on another show they shouldn't be fighting a week later mm-hmm. and then the, the medic like done the test or whatever and decided they were unable to fight so i lost two shows so i'm down to eight and obviously promoter discussion we just we've discussed before what we think yeah. the minimum amount of fights which i think is changing a bit you know if you think about this um pay-per-view if we were to do a pay-per-view style event yeah i think you could possibly do a little bit less but see i reckon seven eight yeah but i i think pay-per-view well there's no even pay-per-view there's another discussion yeah. i'll finish that story so yeah so the um yeah so it was down to eight that day but that wasn't the main story of that week the mm-hmm. main story of that week was my whole event was based around um paul, Vina, uh, venice, oh, many, uh, paul yeah. venice fighting and that week he was meant to fight a guy uh, Elmenzovic, Yeah. and Paul had sold that many tickets that if he didn't fight that was basically financial <laughs> ruin for me do you know what I mean like we just wouldn't it wouldn't have been able to go ahead and I uh, don't want to cancel shows so this happened and then uh, on, the, on the Wednesday the Wednesday before the Saturday I was like panicking and i even told him myself i said you're fighting on saturday paul i said i'll get your appointment no matter what but the problem was as well we were booked to fight a european title through ico yeah. which also just just to just to have that <laughs> fight on you have to tick so many criteria yeah, they yeah. won't just let anyone fight for a european title yeah. after i've had so many fights and yeah. do you know what i mean you have to be worthy of it so to yeah. speak so i couldn't just get a local bum to just stand in front of him and get yeah. battered because they yeah. won't they won't do they won't that do it, yeah. and um i told him well, you're fighting on saturday paul i will get you someone so i'm looking through the rankings and i'm trying to get him someone i told him i said you're fighting on saturday even if i have to stand in the ring and that's how worried i was and my girlfriend at the time was saying you're not fighting him and i was going look it's that or financial ruin <laughs> i said i'm fighting him and no one no one really wants to be stood in front of Paul. you know what yeah. i mean and I, I was like that's how much panic was going through me it was that was my options Getting knocked out or financial ruin <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I'll get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, but but at that point it's like, what what option do I have? And how I pulled it out of the bag I don't? I ended up getting Chris Cooper, who was ranked sixth in the country or something. Yeah. And even though he took the fight only a few days notice, it was a credible opponent. Yeah. you know what I mean? And it made for a great fight. Um. But yeah, like some of the things you have to pull out of the bag to make these things happen. And yeah. all, all it came down to why the fight didn't happen was because the the guy.
0: Couldn't get a visa. I did that before. Yeah. I had that on my show. I was, after I'd done my my Fight Star hunt in uh, Holland. No, that was me. Sorry. After I'd done my Fight Star hunt in Holland, I had Daniel Sam, signed Daniel Sam, had him to fight Tariq Kabibis. And uh, anyway, Tariq couldn't get his his fucking visa, but this was like, very short notice, we got told we thought it was all sorted. The flights were done and everything. Yeah, and well, anyway, I paid for all the fucking, flights. lost yeah, all that money. we built a massive venue, and then we had to we had to sc- we had to scramble uh, a lot of things around was very that the fast. One that was
1: going to be upside sort of Newcastle. Right? In door, door no, no, no,
0: no. The, the show actually went ahead. Oh, did it? Uh, the main event changed to Tomo versus Luciano Winter. Oh yeah. It yeah, changed yeah. to that and. Uh, we had the World Four Man Tournaments on there as well. Would you have stood opposite Daniel Sam <laughs> Well, I was going to ring you.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I was going to ring you. Oh, that's the options. <laughs> Financial ruin. Or Financial out.
0: ruin or Anthony Franklin, my <laughs> friend, get <getting> knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: but yeah, I mean, you say there, you like it. I mean, there, there are parts of me that think, oh, I used
0: to enjoy the buzz of the, yeah. the unknown and Seeing the final product and. No, what I mean about that, I mean like like that. No, when you've just been talking about the story, like with, like when something fucks up and fails, but then all of a sudden it's like like because when you're doing a show, it's like putting a jigsaw puzzle together, and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be fucking good. This I'm i gonna make a bit of profit. The fighters are getting paid. Everyone's getting paid. We're doing a show. Everyone's gonna be fighting. The all we're gonna have a mint crowd there. It's gonna be mint. And then all of a sudden people start pulling out or for whatever, whatever, some other reason. happen. People, tickets back or sponsors pulling. It's like bits of that fucking jigsaw being scrambled. And then when something big happens, cause normally I find with the fight shows, it's the things that, at our level, it's the things that can fuck you up that always happen. So it's always that fucking fight. What about always trying to put a big screen up? <laughs> how many, how many <laughs> no, events yeah. have we done where we go, yeah. oh, we'll put the screen up and this is the plan. Yeah, and on the day the plan, just yeah. doesn't yeah, it, up, doesn't it doesn't go up work, yeah. or it doesn't work or it doesn't
1: look right and it's like... I don't know good in the I MEC. I remember you say I'm
0: never, ever putting a screen up ever again. So come on, I remember that time you had the MEC and it took me a full day to make a screen. Otherwise you're spending like fucking six
1: grand whatever well, well, on uh, and, and we were lucky in that aspect because i had that building and we could get access but sometimes you get you get a building and they won't they won't give you right like you get it at 12 o'clock on the morning yeah. and that was like when i had that big scaffold screen built i said to the scaffolders i went you've got to be That's there work, at 11 yeah. 59 your PPE on ready to go do you know what i mean i yeah. said and th- i remember there was a fighter it was due on first with one of alex endland's guys and he was like why hasn't the show started yet and i was like "We're waiting for the screen he was like the screen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was going, like he said, it's good. you run running into my time now, is what he was saying. And uh, I remember actually, but you were at that event because I think you were managing the bath for me, uh, was I? yeah. Because I was worried because they were saying that they did, they only had a ramp, a, a ramp up, a step up onto the step, uh, and not yeah. one off. And because you used to do the ring ones, but the cage wasn't at that level, yeah and then you and I was panicking and I remember saying to you and you said do I tell you what just put Barry's outside and just have a walk out. Yeah, because yeah. I was I mean that's so simple to do because yeah. in my head because like we say we're very particular and yeah. we want everything to go our way so on the day because it wasn't going my way I just couldn't get me because yeah, I'm so fixated yeah. on a lot of other things going on yeah. as well and it was something so simple and you just went do this and I was I couldn't get yeah because you could simplicity need, yeah. of it because I was like oh, I need another ramp yeah. And I was like thinking, how can I build a ramp quick? Like, can we get a few boxes? Is yeah. it safe? Is it this? You know what I mean? And you were like, no, just scrap just the this, ramp. Yeah. He said, do just this. do this, and it worked. <laughs> Looks good. Looks good. Um, obviously, I had to scramble some barriers yeah. from somewhere and wrap them and make it look good. But all within twenty minutes, yeah. half an hour. But yeah, like you say, there's a lot of stuff on these shows. One of my
0: worst things I fucking had to deal with on a show was at your venue, right? I don't know if you remember this day. I'd ordered fucking brand new ring canvas and everything right but what i'd done my old ring canvas i'd sort of like i knew my new ring canvas was coming i fucking ordered it ages 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 months away from when the show was so anyway i chopped my other one up like chopped it to use it but then all of a sudden this fucking canvas would never turn up i couldn't get in touch with the people on facebook or anything anyway the show day they were like oh it's gonna turn up tomorrow i was like my show is tomorrow because i always tell the canvas people my shows the day before so i make sure yeah, that yeah. it's miles before that delivery date so that'll be my last day of panic on that day which is normally the way in day of the shows anyway it the, the canvas only turned up honestly like it was at, at your venue mm-hmm. at the back i had to meet the guys i remember and when was it It was like i think the it was about half three or something like that in the afternoon and normally the venue like sort of set up by then some of the amateur wains are going on at that time and, and they came down but when they brought it the canvas wasn't even though it looked mint on the thing and you see it on the video it looks mint the mm-hmm. it it was like a uh, the way they put the, the the logos on the canvas and stuff it weren't it, like it was looked like stickers and i was like in my head i was like fuck i'm just gonna have a show you right i've got this fucking white cam everything's just gonna peel up <laughs> I, can just, I can just imagine me in between rounds picking fighters off and p's and c's and e's but anyway it, it, it turned out well and i mean
1: uh, I, I, I remember doing a few shows and um, at the end of the show during the show people were asking me because i look stressed or whatever and i'm running around doing whatever and i, I don't sometimes I, I mean i did towards the end with shows because i got yeah. used to it but maybe it's not enjoying the shows and getting to watch as many of the fights because yeah. i'd have to run away and do something and yeah. someone hasn't got a gum shield we need to sort it out and you know what i mean like pulling me away from it and i wouldn't get to enjoy my own events and i got the hang of it in the end and i started to be able to enjoy the events a little bit more but yeah um the, the stress stress side of it is just phenomenal Some, i mean i mean some of them last shows was good because we had the venue so i could mm. set the venue up from the monday and it would show be on a saturday yeah. and start doing it you know what i mean so and that's why on one of the shows i had um one of the last uh, limited shows i did i had that um, <coughs> Idea. It was working with Simon actually, where we had a white screen where they was shining from yeah, the back. Yeah, the so back, we had yeah, the back. the shadows of the fighters yeah. coming out, but also we had screens above, uh, yeah. which were also protected from rear. Yeah. Um, so we that,
0: had three different screens. I wasn't. I was aware, weren't I? Yeah. Eight guys fighting on the Yeah, it was, it was the last tournament we did. I'm sure I was uh, in the, Poland. You know the one that? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah was well it, wasn't it teams? Be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the tournament. It just reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys. We uh, me and Anthony, we've. I c- can't remember how it sort of happened but anyway basically we we came up with a concept of the tournament i still think it's one of the most brilliant concepts i do i do yeah, but ev- what everyone was doing at the time everybody was doing well a few people were doing white collar at the time we yeah. thought no what well, we don't want to go down that route so we decided to do like k1 it was amateur k1 you would say but we used to class it as below amateur, didn't we so it was like before you we get took on the, the amateur scene. Out, didn't we didn't took we? the knees out. We made the rounds one and a half minutes. We made them wear fourteen or sixteen ounce gloves. Yeah, fourteen. Uh, they'd all wear vests for team corners. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't amateur fight. It was yeah. Like a, it was like like low like, like like yeah, like, like a, yeah, kick yeah, like a low, yeah.
1: Bigger gloves, shorter time, because it was complete novices. It was yeah, training. Wasn't but it?
0: the way we done it, we used to do tryouts, didn't we? And we had people come in to train and and would and see what the sort of level they were and then they'd know what sort of gym they, they might have picked the gym what they wanted to be so they could have been in a QRI or Contender but some of them had like a thing where they didn't really care where it could have been either or and then would sort of like would know where the weights at and would, would, would send them to certain gyms to get trained for eight weeks and then at the end of it they would get to fight someone wouldn't they? but would be the on between each thing and trying not to overmatch or whatever but some people obviously advanced more than others at times which was
1: yeah it was it was, it was difficult we were trying to um confer and say like yeah l- like how people are um, getting on and stuff like that and there was times where we said look we this person can't fight yeah uh, that person because you were saying oh they were progressing
0: well now say yeah. ours
1: isn't progressing well so it was uh difficult. it was it was
0: it th- three two uh t- two two you won two. We won one, didn't you? Of the tournaments, was it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was two, two one. one. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't really class the last one as any because it was we just put there weren't enough to be a uh, team, was there? Because
1: actually, we did four. We did four, and then the last one we did wasn't the tournament. It was a ring talents, which right. was, uh, had a few of that style. Yeah, on, yeah, but it that style. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't yeah, teams. Yeah. We did
0: do f- we did do four, four. team ones, um. but we've actually got there, Rob. If you passed that the tournament belt, I know. Uh, if any of you have seen uh, the old K one, uh I think they were in Nathan's gym, Nathan Boyce's gym and the Q right? they're massive, the the trophies were. Well, and honestly, like from even where I've sat there they'd be it was taller than you, ain't it? Was, they were massive. Cause I remember when I, I was telling you the idea, and I wanted one. I was like, "We need to get this." Obviously, in my head when I was getting it made, I was thinking I just fucking want to win it <laughs> 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 I think I wanted to win it that much. I never I twice. Think, um, <laughs> yeah, we I think we won the two um, yeah, trophies two and trophies, and then, the and then we then we changed the the concept to. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. We changed the, the concept to to a belt, so we did the tournament belt, and then we put the the Q-Rai logo. On this side and then we've got the the contender on this side but yeah i'm still happy and proud of the team who won this is even got the deal on we put it yeah 2017 yeah yeah
1: but one of the things we have to mention about the tournament concept was made it different to all the, these the points. other yeah the point system yeah. because um we didn't want to Cheap just up. go down the idea of uh, it's just a fight and two people fighting what have you we wanted to make it interesting because and what made it so interesting is because it was turned into a team yeah even though the fights were individual individual fights, fights yeah
0: it, so you won your individual fight but you'd win points for your, you team.
1: Win points for your team yeah so yeah. we come up with a scoring system and we had a big, big s- scoreboard screen. on it, a big screen. big screen so
0: and it would be live wouldn't it yeah so yeah it would be at the end of each round it would be tallied up yeah. yeah well even even during even during the fight if you got a knockdown
1: there would a yeah, down, up, yeah. straight up on the screen as long as the ref counted it as mm-hmm. a knockdown and uh but the good thing about it was say Joe Bloggs was coming to fight and no one they didn't know anyone on that yeah. f- that show other than that guy because they were a family member or mm. a friend and they were on Team Contender it gave them someone to support yeah. for the rest of the, the night of the because night, yeah. they would want to get uh, the start supporting. Yeah, so yeah. I think some of them atmospheres <coughs> are some of the best atmospheres I have been to at a fight show
0: period yeah because lo- everyone's local yeah everyone's at- local, everyone's local yeah. and everyone had someone to support and, yeah. and um, good
1: times there yeah, so the the scoring system you got a, po- a point for a knockdown, you got five points for a win, and three points for a TKO, yeah. and uh, it made for some. Uh, there was one of them. Was, it was it was close, close wasn't yeah, it? One of them was, was close, close. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was. You was won that one as
0: well, didn't you? You right down the wire. Was that the one you was won? I think the one you won. Was I it? I just know one of them went down right. the wire. We won. We won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. No, no, it was, it was, it was, it was was good times, and know what is interesting about the tournament, what I found, like, it did create some extra members and fighters in your gym. A lot of them did stop. Yeah, it also created a lot of uh, memories and friendships with people. There's
1: yeah. people now, and they're still sharing tra- Yeah, what even if they don't train. Frame. And not only that, because it was a team, it wasn't just you were training for a fighter, yeah. you, were, you were part of a team. Even though you weren't, might've, you might never trained again after that. You mm. were part of a team for that short period of time where you yeah. were trained together, and we were even doing things like we took them paintballing
0: yeah, challenges. Yeah, challenges. That, yeah. We yeah. did
1: what uh, that air football where you get inside yeah. that big ball and you yeah, yeah. bang into each other. We did archery combat with yeah. them, and it was like again we've always said this, like we're saying about when we put shows on, it's about making memories and. Um, things for the fighters it's yeah. not just uh, not just sticking a ring in the a lot of promoters sometimes get such a bad rep where it's like oh that guy's just in it for the money and yeah. a lot of the time there isn't money to be made yeah. because it, it, it is a struggle but like we we do go that extra mile and that showed like the amount of stuff we were doing for the guys and the teams and it was paintball contender versus Zachari yeah. and
0: yeah. I remember you shot the guy in the back of the head and <laughs> yeah, I fucking hell <laughs> <am>. fucking <laughs> hell yeah so I was No. Imagine he was turned the other way. I'd have oh. fucking took his eye out. Yeah, the, the actual... <laughs> so the uh, guy, <laughs> Robbie, so we were stood. Anyway, I had the fucking gun. And as he was starting to talk about... Like, I didn't even know I would fucking bullets in. <laughs> it put, point, to say this was the guy's head, right? It, poof, straight in the back of my gun, must have been. I only turned my gun, like, I had a boom. He's like, where oh, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> you know, Fucking I was mad, that. Forgot about that. I, <laughs> about, I Forgot about that Yeah, about yeah. That. Well, yeah t-
1: we've, we've done a few Different shows together But I think Tournament was one Of the best things We um, One of the best things We ever come up with And The only reason We stopped really There was A bit of a, a, a Less
0: um, mm. People getting Wanting to get involved Wasn't there Well we um, d- there was talk Remember when mine, we talked about Did we do them too quick We, done we, we them might have done But did, didn't we talk about well, We were going to branch out With it weren't we Yeah we And were, maybe yeah. that's what We should have done yeah. No, like made it like a bit like a franchise. Yeah. And then it helped because we held charities as well, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember, the, oh, remember the dogs place you we went to? Yeah, we went to the dogs place. I play. was sat going there, weren't he? Like, fucking wanted to take them dogs home. Yeah. And then
1: there was that kid, uh, there was zoom kid, wasn't he went to uh, go to America yeah. for some lazy life Yeah, we do, we do. Yeah, so. I think he got £3,000 towards yeah. his travels,
0: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was really Yeah, it was good, good but yeah, it's. Uh, and it's always good to. to try and give back if you can in it just yeah. be honest yeah guys just so i don't forget this podcast is sponsored by fight lab guys you can buy these gloves off our website so the links below guys also this podcast is sponsored by the jab cross suit game me and Anthony am gonna have a little game of this in a minute and uh, a little bit of a story because obviously me and anthony being friends with i'd showed him this before i even got to sort of this stage also guys our podcast is sponsored out sponsored out sponsored by seconds out coffee so the most amazing coffee for fighters anthony i'm going to give you a a little bag to take home guys if any of you haven't seen this this is quite an amazing product by the way because i know we only talk about this but smell that that's nice so guys look coffee in a bag so, Anthony, what I want you to do today? Am I getting a tea bag or am I getting a full bag? Listen, well, it's not a tea bag, it's a fucking coffee, yeah, no, bag. But coffee bag. Yeah, no, but a coffee bag. You're getting a coffee bag? I want the bag. Well, have you got some money to buy them? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to give Anthony one of them. You can uh, tag Gazza for uh, seconds out. And then uh, the post, and hopefully, order yourself some. Take it away. All fighters should be drinking that coffee, it makes you strong. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had some built some good memories really over the years yeah. to be honest that's, some,
1: that's what it was always about for me about I, when I ended up promoting in particular but it was about the memories of mm-hmm. creating these unique well, moments for people
0: a, a memory this is a, a memory and for uh, Thomas Daniel uh, years back uh, Tom would won the fight in it got to the stage where he was going to potentially have a rematch weren't and then it got to the point where <laughs> you were down here. We <laughs> were in the shopping center we? In the shopping <laughs> centre, yeah. But I had yeah, a fight card. Oh, fucking hell, I've tried. Look, guys, there you go, guys. That's 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 another thing you can say. Like, I had a business in Middlesbrough. It was, like, in the, in North, well, it was in the, in the main bit, really. Yeah, yeah. The fight card, but it failed. But I tried it, and that's what you need to do. You need to just fucking try it, fail it. If it works, it doesn't work so it might have just been a couple of things I'd done wrong but I'm still trying to do it now on my website so <laughs> I might have learned from it but yeah, that even with
1: the face-off there Yeah, he, he uh, Tomo was just finishing work, wasn't he? and we agreed to meet and we are in the middle of this shopping centre and he was late <laughs> and he said, oh, right, they we're going to square these guys off in the middle of a shopping pit no one had a clue what was about yeah. to happen and Tomo just whipped his, whipped, his his top top off, of whipped his top off like the security <laughs> guard didn't know what was going on and he was like thinking there was going to be a ruckus <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we squared off in the middle of it. That was going
0: to be for the rematch. That wasn't was going to be, yeah. and then I don't know what ever happened. But anyway, it got to the point where you started coming down, Elton and then what was sparring? Yeah, well. And we, then we've you started, done it, We've done it both
1: yeah. ways. He came to around a
0: couple of times.
1: That, yeah.
0: And um, then you came here. I, I think came, you went there first, yeah,
1: actually. You did. Uh, yeah, and I and I came here a few times mm. because wanting to spar with people
0: of a similar weight, similar mm. levels. You know what I mean? And um, and then didn't you? did you come? Didn't you come to Super Fight Series with me? Yeah. To do his corner, does he fight in uh, George, George, George Davies? Yeah, he fought for George Davies in uh, London, didn't he? Yeah, you came down and yeah. In what the I always remember
1: about that fight was. Um, um, he was fighting well. He was not. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the fight, but then he, he didn't. He, he was. He was losing towards yeah. after two rounds. it was yeah. two rounds down basically, yeah. and I, we were trying to get the agency across and uh, i was saying to you between rounds i said he needs he needs minimum two knockdowns yeah. here one knockdown isn't going to be enough um to win this fight he need, needs two knockdowns and uh you, i was saying this between rounds and then just going into the third round he came to the corner and you were just obviously you've known him a long time and <laughs> he was good and you were just going eh, yeah, i need your knockdown yeah like going like that and he sort of looked at me a bit sheepishly and just like that, and i was just like yeah he's right what you said. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I said, Tomo, you need two knockdowns, and he did it. Yeah, he fucking done he did yeah, it. He done came it. out, he done it. Like, but it was just yeah. funny how he looked at me as if to say, <laughs> "Is he winding me up here? <laughs> yeah. he, am I losing?" I was like, "No,
0: you're losing. You need two knockdowns, yeah. and that's exactly what happened." And he won the fight. Absolutely yeah. came out brilliant. That's the thing with Tomo. Oh, he's got that fucking punch. Yeah. He has got that. He has got that punch. It's a shame he's not fighting actually. It's a shame he's still not fighting. But obviously, other things have took over for him. Yeah. As yeah. it does with everybody, that's yeah. what I
1: mean. Like, like I say, I ended up having to uh, re refocus my energy, and now I've got a different job completely. <clears throat> and I've got my son. Um, so, like I say, I struggle to train on a night now. So mm. I, I ended up training during the day. And people's people's situations no longer. Am I
0: in a gym twenty four seven? Where because mm. we owned it, you know what I mean? Like things change. Do you want to tell us about your your job you are doing now? Because I think it's quite interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Were your, ro- your robot? Yeah, well, that's another, that's another thing as well. There, uh, I didn't realise at the time, but when I fought my first contender show, there was another guy on it called Mark Duffy. Oh yeah, yeah. And he uh, does the yeah. same yeah. job. Well, yeah. he was the one who got me my start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the job title is uh, an ROV pilot. An ROV is a remotely operated vehicle, which basically you're offshore and you have a vehicle what goes subsea. So you control a vehicle that's in the water. Uh, this could be on the sea, on the bottom of the sea. Well, this it's there's all sorts of different jobs. Um, like you can work on an oil rig. I don't do that in particular, but you can be on an oil rig <coughs> watching like drill support. You can be uh, divers. You can have dive support. Yeah. I mean, there's a brilliant uh, show on Netflix now. I don't know if you've seen it. Last Breath.
0: Nah. Watch it, and
1: it shows you a bit a bit my jobs more yeah. about the diving side. But there's an ROV, yeah. and the ROV was influential to the guy who was on the seabed mm. i won't say i don't want to spoil it yeah. but yeah but um there's basically vehicles that are in the water um the the type i do in particular is um burying cables in the seabed um a lot of it's uh, telecom so obviously with the internet boom uh, they need more um fiber mm. um, to increase 4g 5g etc that's another conversation yeah. we'll not have that one. <laughs> but yeah i bury cables in the seabed so a lot of the time it's uh, on the seabed with either tracks like a tank and you drive it along where the cable's going to
0: be buried so what do you control it with
1: i sit on a ship i'm not in the water some
0: people it often is, get so confused so so what do you like how do you control it so if there's a if there's a machine just say these the most greatest jab cross game is anthony's machine and that's on the bottom of the sea like how how are you where are you controlling that from? Is it a built-in, a deck or on deck? I am on I am on deck in a normally in a control. It's called a control
1: shack, and there'll be loads of screens, loads of cameras, yeah. loads of sensors, lots of different sensors. So um, how clear can you see under the water? Depends, because you get different visibility depending on which way the current's going, what yeah. the seabed's like. If it's nice and sandy, you get it blown across you, and you and if it's depending on whether it's coming towards you or away from you. Yeah, if it's blowing. Um, so is it, just, is it just
0: sand you're digging into? Depends, because
1: seabeds are all made of different stuff. Some of it's clay, some of it's sand, some of it's rock, mm. and that, that, there's a lot. There's a lot goes into it. It's yeah. it's, it's, it is complicated, um, but basically, um, depending on if if you have like a nice sandy seabed, you might have something called jet legs, and you have jet legs that come down, and there's a water pump that fires, takes seawater, <coughs> forces it out of these little holes. Yeah. Creates a tunnel, yeah, yeah. A, a pit, yeah, uh, pit where the trench, can, yeah, and the cable falls into the trench. But obviously, if you've got a rocky seabed, that's no good. So then you might have a chain cutter, like basically like a big chainsaw or a big blade. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is interesting. I, I absolutely love it. But yeah, I sit in a sit in a control room with lots of different screens and lots of different sensors. And if it's got tracks, you might be operating so mm.
0: you, to steer it. you Use this track more, You know, you go along. Changing the depth of the trench. So, yeah, but w- so, is it? It's not a remote control like this, is it? Is it? Is it more like you're sat and you're watching on the screen? Is it more like when you're in like a, a digger or something and you've got? No. no so, I, how are you controlling this? It depends on the opera
1: Like a lot, a lot of the ones I've been doing recently, is a plough and it's a lot more uh, pressing buttons. The buttons on the top. Like yeah. There's like a, a panel of buttons. Yeah. Um, but if you're on a tracked uh, thing, you've got you've got joysticks that are yeah. in the chair sitting in the chair so like it's that. like yeah and, and and you and you're operating the tracks like that mm. um but if you're doing like a free flying rov like with uh, like diver support or whatever you've got more like a joystick yeah. so you can move laterally that way you can move forward you can rotate the joystick mm. and the thing rotates and then you've got buttons to make it go up and down yeah, yeah um that's like a free flyer but a lot of the work i'm doing is more on the seabed mm. so i'm driving along the seabed or yeah, yeah. pulled along the seabed By the ship. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I love it. The only (coughs) you've
0: been all over the world with it, really, haven't you? As well, like some
1: countries. In the last year, I've been on four different continents. I've been. uh, America, South Africa, Indonesia, Brazil.
0: I remember you rang me, you were in Philadelphia, the Rocky Steps. Where am I? Guess where I am? I knew you'd love that one. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I'm going. Well, I'm supposed to be going this year. Are you going to see that fella you had on the podcast as well? 100%. Yeah.
1: That's, you know, I wouldn't go there without yeah. doing that. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I went to the Rocky Steps, done the Rocky Steps, ran up it without How to how,
0: it. how big is the statue? Is it not very big? It's not massive, but it is, it is fairly big. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, not, it's not like you're not talking like
0: what did you think of Philadelphia as a place um, or do you well
1: think, the thing w- was I, not, I wasn't directly enough? in Philadelphia
0: Yeah. Um, I was like
1: in the next um, state along yeah. which is, I think New Jersey if I remember rightly I, I don't remember, remember. That. I don't know. But anyway I was yeah. a bit further out but because yeah. obviously we were close enough at the driving distance yeah. that uh, I was like oh, well can't come can't come here and not go there do you know
0: what I mean so we made we made, we got chance to have you got pictures of it and that as well are yeah. You you actually there? Yeah, got a yeah. video of me running up the steps. I remember the video. Yeah, I didn't. I've never seen I've any. I've got pictures a of you. picture at the uh, Rocky statue. I'll tell you where there's
1: a place you need to go. I have no idea it's called a it, after, yeah. but there's like an indoor food market place, and it's all different stalls. Uh, Cause you have Philly steak. Yeah. What it taste like? Depends. It again. It's different different places. Like it's not like I've had a Philly steak and now I know what a Philly yeah. steak's like. They're all a little bit... Because there's a...
0: I was watching a documentary a few months Quite ago. What a few? What about ten? And known know Rocky... I'm sure it's Rocky 1 or Rocky 2. There's actually a, a Philly steak stand from the movie and it's still there now, this like little hut thing, whatever's there, this shop. It's actually got the Rocky star thing there Not many people actually know about, I don't think. And that's where I'm like, when well, nah, I fucking go there, I want to... Because Rocky I actually, in those. the movie, he goes and gets a Philly steak from there. I think he's with that Gazo or something. No, but the, you can get them all over philadelphia yeah. to be fair so even if even where i was at which is was it, outside of philadelphia is it nice steak inside or do you pay for different type of steak you want in it is that what it is or
1: I don't, I don't know about paying for different but um obviously you can have different things you can add jalapenos in and all that kind no,
0: of no stuff. no i mean the quality of the it, of the it, steak or
1: is it you just depends again it's the same just, as the same yeah, as anything same like as, yeah. you go at one place and it's it's not standard across the board. Like right. some place, like you go for a pizza, you go yeah, somewhere yeah, I know it's you're crap, saying. and then yeah. you might go to a Domino's. Oh, I like Domino's,
0: yeah. but then I might go to this
1: place. Yeah, so it's shit, yeah. different. Interesting. But yeah, it's took me uh, quite a few places around the world. Covid's changing it slightly now because a lot mm. of the time we
0: can't get to explore because of covid. But it's <clears that's clears> what <throat> it is. Yeah, we just have to get on with it. Do the best you can. I'm going to try not to think about covid no more, and I'm just going to smash life. I've who's going to be the next big thing no I'm going to have a game of this for you so yeah so I think you came you knew I it's made one this coffee well I made right? this in the first lockdown didn't I mm-hmm. and did I tell you about it then or did I just meet you for a coffee and say oh, I, I wanted you think, to I
1: don't think you told me
0: about it I wanted you to in fact give you, me, hadn't, you hadn't told
1: me anything until you had this um, you had made up cards what, what was made? it was a paper when I, it was yeah, probably paper.
0: paper I think paper. you laminated them as well I think Maybe it's, I don't even it. think it was laminated made. Well, I think when I give you it was just paper cut and yeah. it wasn't even this, there wasn't even different this star, sizes and that <laughs> It was the old star, like a uh, old boxer star. It wasn't images of what's on here. Yeah. Uh, that I remember. Uh, you were you were almost there with your um your rules and your
1: concept and we had a game. And uh, I think you won't mind me
0: saying I introduced an
1: extra rule. Yeah.
0: That's um, true. A few to be honest, I've had a couple of friends who have given me who have asked for advice on it and have given me some ideas or they've tweaked what i've done
1: i didn't tweak it a lot but what, yeah. what the one i added in was saying you can only use your c- only use it once yeah it was, it was already use, there weren't yeah. it yeah it was, you yeah. already had it i just said rather than using it per yeah, round.
0: around round. you can use it once and once that's it, it and then otherwise it's too easy isn't yeah, it because yeah. you just go well i've got that one so who'd you want to be on you grab them there. Play you play shuffle your deck shuffle a deck i was going to play there just so you can uh, know, and see it yeah. on camera oh, oh yeah, yeah. Suppose. yeah So shuffle your cards don't be cheating so guys the first person to win three rounds wins can I say I've played this win twice once
1: in the coffee shop and once in here today before we did the podcast One, and both times
0: I've won four, five, six, seven. I've
1: never seen Gasly I yet. haven't three, seen me win on this four, podcast God. with this well, like honestly. honestly
0: have I ever beat you at this game Rob? Huh? have I beat you no. at this game no you're the worst player Let's to say against. I'm the worst jab cross hook player to mankind, right? I'm blue. You're red. Are you ready? Ready. Jab cross hook. Yeah. Cross beat hook. Two. You weak pathetic fool. <laughs> jab cross hook. Ah, draw, pick up. Jab cross hook. Jab beat cross get up, I've got a lot more to give you, jab, cross, hook, Ooh, jab, big cross, beat, hook, I win, I win, one, power, shock, up. one round to me, would win when you're on camera, would win when I'm on camera, Okay, yeah. so that's one, one fight to me guys, so guys remember jab, beat, cross, cross, beat, hook, hook, beat, jab, one, one, two, three. So oh, five six seven. So you deal seven cards out. There's a couple of special cards in each deck. Counter punch cards. Anthony's on the Andy Sauer team. I'm on Ernesto Hoost. You ready? Jab yeah. cross hook. Oh, cross draw pick up. So when you draw guys, you pick up jab cross hook. Oh, hook beats cross. No no cross, speed, cross hook, beats hook doesn't it? Cross beats hook. Perfect here. Jab cross hook. <sighs> counter punch. Nick my little card off me. Jab cross hook. Jab beach cross. I'm the best. I am the best. Jab cross hook. Hook beats uh, jab. Yeah, hook beats jab. Oh, if he gets one more he's one Jab cross hook. Ha, ha. This is just too easy man. Jab cross hook. hook beats jab, jab. beats jab. We <laughs> oh. only got one card left. Jab here. cross hook. Draw, oh, draw, draw, pick up, so we're still on the ropes now. Jab cross hook. Hook up his jab. jab. I win. What does it say? Pick your teeth up. One more and I win. So there you go, guys. Look, I've won two. you won one? You've won none? Oh, yeah, so it's two two rounds to me. First person wins three rounds. I got my wins. knockout card's not missing from
1: here. No, it can be, can't be, can it? Yeah, uh, complete KO, You cheated you, you the me the last
0: time. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, oh, four, six, seven. Oh, I've got some good cards here. Definitely going to win. Are you ready? Yeah. Jab, cross, hook. Jab, Jab beats, beat's cross. cross. Jab, beats cross. Oh, yeah, that's Perfect, Perfect you. kill. Jab, cross, hook. Drop. Jab, cross, hook. Ah, cross, cross beat, hook. Two. Jab cross hook. Boom. Flawless victory. Jab cross hoop. Fuck beats jab. Fuck beats jab, motherfucker. Jab cross hook. Ah! Jab beats cross. Jab beats cross. Three. Three. Two one. Two one, two one. Shuffle your deck, shuffle your deck. Still haven't seen my knockout card, I hope. I hope
1: it's in it yet. Yeah, you've only got one Sheepin.
0: in it. I've only got one. I haven't, you haven't seen mine yet?
1: One, I did it every two, time last like time, two, apart from the... Six.
0: Yeah, because the camera went on. too. <laughs> three, four,
1: five,
0: six, seven. Like a snail. Are you ready? Yeah. Jab, cross, hook. Jab, beats, cross. Jab, cross, hook. Ooh, jab, beats, cross. Jab, cross, hook. ha. <laughs> oh. Total knockout, smashed him. I'm going to check these cards, mate. Check the cards. know what? Keep the keep the film rolling. Counter punch. Ah, oh, there it is. There you go, there you go. Just to prove I wasn't cheating. And I win. But yeah, I'm uh, good at that game, aren't I? Yeah. It's the first one I've won. <laughs> that sucks seven takes to get Gary to win, by the way. It has, like, it has. It's yeah. took me a few, like. But uh, what do you think? Because I know since you've... The, the, the game I've actually got, you know, this is still slight prototype. Uh, all the characters, oh no, the names are actually on, actually. The when name- are they available? Well, they're coming now. So it was supposed to be December, and uh, the problem was shipment and stuff like that, so I made it to come now, so that they're on the way now. So it's going to be available soon. You can actually pre-order this, guys, on uh, my, my website. What's, uh, the, what's the changed be from, change from this set? The, the, the backs are going to be slightly different, and they're going to be glossed are going to be gloss, not matte uh, see where the jab cross hooks there it's going to run off also now because the trademark came through in time uh, the the trademark logos on all of the, the logos as well but yeah uh, and the box is slightly different the the barcodes on the bottom this bits made bigger and the descriptions a little yeah bit I remember
1: you were uh, in the coffee shop and you were asking me about the design and do I like it
0: and it's
1: <laughs> actually seen it was a proper set of Proper set rather than what you were just making when you were.
0: But, oh, yeah, because that was just in a white envelope, weren't it? When yeah, I it. was in a white you... envelope
1: and it was uh, all the cards were different shapes, like yeah. they, were, they were quite the same size, you know what I mean? So, all cut with my scissors and yeah. that. Yeah. What do you think now, now it's turning into reality? Know, to be honest, when you first, because you hadn't, you hadn't mentioned it up until the day that you brought yeah, this. It? Yeah. I remember you saying, could you remember if you told me? But um, yeah. I remember when you said, "Oh, I want to show you something." You got these envelope. Out. I thought, "What's he going to show me?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then you got them out, and then I, even then, I was dubious. I was like, "It oh, sounds a bit shit, sh- naff, yeah." <laughs> and uh, but then when when we played it, it does have a flow to it, and it mm. does. It is quick fire, and it how you yeah. play it at the same time,
0: and it does replicate a fight yeah as much as it can as yeah. a card game. Did did. When you played it, did I have the counter punch cards in? I think it was called the health card then, weren't it? You did have a health card, yeah, because yeah, that was the. the I changed the name of the health card because the health card did do what the counter punch card did, but it didn't really make sense calling didn't it the, the health, health card, card yeah. Man. And but at the time, you know, I was so set on it being called the health card, even like Hannah was saying, Oh, why are you calling it a health card? It makes no sense. And my other mate Chris, who like re jigged my rules around, and that, he was like, Why, why, like. You can't call it the health card, it's not really the, the health card. Then I, I was that adamant with the health card, the total knockout card, I wanted then to change to the health card. So I changed the counter punch card from the health card to the counter punch. And then I changed the the health card to which is now the TKO card, the total knockout card. But I'm glad that I scrapped the health card completely because it, the game plays more on it. It's more of like the fighting now. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I,
1: yeah. I remember when you got out and I was actually surprised I've spoke yeah. to a few people since, and when they were going got a car
0: game, yeah. and I was like no it's actually it does it does play it does yeah. play well and it's good i know uh, to be honest, a few people don't know much about i know i played with 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 Rob the the first time and uh before Rob started actually doing a bit of work with me and then before we we set the podcast up together uh you played and you and you liked it didn't you yeah and uh but no, no, it's good, and I'm going to be... We're going to be doing, like, a video. Me and Rob are going to be working on a, a video, like, a rules one, so people can actually watch. It'll have its own YouTube channel where you understand what each card does and how the game plays, because sometimes you read rules, don't you, and you're still, like, scratching your head like this. Yeah. Like, and when, the more you play, the easier it yeah, yeah, To be honest, it's an easy game to play. Yeah. And I, I always say, if you like Jack 2's and 8's, you'll like that. Yeah. And that's one of my favourites. But, yeah, so that that's, like... Now, like loads of things are, are shit, have turned to shit for me personally, yeah. like even financially. But still, even now, like I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna challenge myself and push myself to bring this off the ground. And uh, even now, when even though that well, was a, uh, a good time to be doing yeah, it, to do it. Yeah, to doing it. Yeah, why you saying? Because how many? But you were in about well, like you say, you only came up
1: with it because of lockdown. This, first lockdown, That's yeah. I mean. So now lockdown, whatever number yeah. we're on you want to be trying to push it even
0: more yeah. and how many bought you buying is it 200 boxes you're buying me yeah no <laughs> 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 um, why not I thought I, will you, buy a b- I thought box. you said you were treating your family and friends yeah my family of 200 people <laughs> 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 and you were colleagues and that <laughs> give them out as a prize on a <laughs> <raffle>. <laughs> so Anthony what's next for you what's going to be next what's your plans Um well until
1: all this um Covid happened. I was obviously trying to put some shows on. Um, well, I was talking. Oh, that I was well, going to elaborate yeah. on. I was going to mention earlier. You were saying about the the number of shows, uh, number of fights on a show. Yeah. Like there's a critical number where, like, because you're paying a premium to come to a show, and you don't want to go. Even though I seen a show up in Newcastle, I'm sure it had four fights on. And pay for view. It was pr- it was pr- pr- No, it wasn't paying for it. Oh. This was just uh, people attending. Was for that four fights? Yeah, they were all professional boxing. Oh. But it was only like four fights and i just think you're paying the money and um you want to you want you want to make a night of it you know what i mm. mean like four fights can go maybe it's not well on our shows they're generally three rounds aren't
0: they
1: yeah and there's yeah yeah, yeah most fights are three yeah. rounds apart from the title fights yeah. can be more um but yeah like you want to make a night of it and i always said the absolute bare minimum is around seven or eight mm. eight probably yeah, um, I think I have done one with eight. On was before. that with the crowd? You mean that was with the crowd? Yeah, but without a crowd. But without a saying? crowd, I'm starting to think now because five or six. You could, you could, yeah, because um, <clears throat> because when you go to a show normally and you go as a, a, a fan, yeah, you you're only going as a night. Yeah, you're going out as a night out. But when you're going, in your it's front still room, a couple of
0: hours though, isn't it? Yeah, you're still going. To, if you, you watch, watch Glory, there's only or one championship. What do they have? Five or six fights on. But as well, with it being, uh, you sat sat in your front room
1: or whatever and you're watching it and then there's adverts and stuff like that and you know what I mean? I reckon you could really, you could do, you could do less. I'm not saying you would aim to do less, I'm just saying if you only had five fights, you could make it still. Because well, the price of the pay-per-view
0: would be less than a normal event what you would attend. You could only have pro fights fighting now though, if you've done a show now. You couldn't have amateur or semi-pro because because of the well, you can't even. Apparently, you can't even. Well, not even apparently by law, you can't even do pads. In like England, so to have a an amateur show with amateur fighters, and then the cost is going to come again with the, the the a full pro card of, of that level. Well, yes. at This time, uncertain times. So well. in
1: twenty twenty, originally I was having a show in May, which was after the first lockdown, mm. um, but that was people to attend and it yeah. was at Eston it was going to be a big event I had actually a lot a lot organized for it I had big LCD screens and all that for the walkouts and it was going to be a it was a good fight card as well obviously not everyone had seen it but I knew yeah. the fight card and it was going to be a big show and um, <laughs> held on held on had people had flights booked from people coming from Ireland Norway like I've always had people coming mm-hmm. from abroad that's another thing I'm not I'm not one of these people who was afraid to bring international fighters yeah. in i mean one of the biggest fights on the combat challenge youtube channel was two two young kids uh, max ashton versus fruheim he was called mm. and he was world title tie but he was only 14 flew him over um absolutely no financial benefit to me whatsoever having that fight on mm. um, but i did it um but yeah we i uh, had a big show booked in me um and held on held on to the point where we had obviously there was the lockdowns and stuff like that and we couldn't couldn't go ahead with it and then i tried i had another one booked in december um but this was going to be pay-per-view only um Mm. small venue um just concentrating on the the fights uh had some good fights booked good pro fights as well i had three or four pro fights because people (coughs) are wanting to fight i get asked daily Almost daily, anyway, like couple of times a week. I, I, I want to fight. When can I fight? Um, and there's people that want to fight, but obviously now, obviously with the saying that only um, professional professionals yeah. sports can train. Yeah, it is getting more difficult. But I did have professionals wanting to fight. Yeah. Um.
0: Well. I'll. I'll let you finish. Anyway. I'll let you finish.
1: And um. But what I'm th- what I'm thinking is because um, there'll be a lot less goes into. Um, a show where there's no one actually in attendance. And over uh, I think
0: the production would need to be bang on. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's where the money would rack up. Yeah.
1: Um, and I had it all booked, and uh, again, um, ended up falling through because they were saying because I did have amateurs fighting as well. But even mm. though there was quite a few pros, we had amateurs. But then there was also. Uh, the class as a gathering and even even though you're saying it's a pay-per-view event mm. and there would be no crowd there even with no crowd you're still going to have all the staff needs mm. needs to be there and when you actually start counting i think there was there was a figure wasn't there that were, the, the councils were saying was the this was before the current lockdown mm. which is completely tier five or whatever, whatever but there would be still 40 50 people in attendance yeah including well even more with the coaches and the fighters and the cameramen, and the ref yeah. the judges the you know what I mean? runners, the runners yeah. someone security at the door. There's a lot of people even yeah. without the crowd there's still a lot of people and yeah. they, were, they were talking about 10,000 pound fines um, which was ultimately why I stopped it even though I was trying to get in touch with the council to organize it um, and it fell through in the end but yeah a lot of people a lot of people even with no crowd and at the time they were saying and you think more than enough. I'm sure it was thirty people.
0: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but like I've actually before the day we go before we got locked down, I was gonna like work on a show, like do it and just have a few fights, pay for view. Uh, like I'm still I'd still do it now to be honest. Uh, I'd still even do it now. I'm just I've got a venue sorted and things in place. I just I just believe you just you need a few financial sponsors to help them with the show i think without that you're going to struggle a lot but more. i think there's
1: benefit in that because because it's pay-per-view yeah. and it's online there's plenty of chances to advertise oh, these yeah, companies and that's what they're yeah. sponsoring they're basically advertising and not they yeah. advertising they yeah it's and, just
0: selling advertising space in it?
1: and um the guys who I was going to use for the filming um they manage all of that so you can have like like it's like on telly where you've got adverts yeah. and it's not just sticking a picture of whatever on the screen; mm-hmm. and it's a still. You can actually have advertising, and um, it
0: can be done. But, yeah, but it's it is let's quite talk. It's huh? it quite loud, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was the heater, guys. I was too cold <laughs> in the podcast room, and Rob was Rob was going well, mad, was, mad at me, I saying, "Turn more, it, it off." I feel more at
1: ease now when I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, mate. It probably wouldn't
0: be all the way anywhere, so. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank uh, you for me. I, well, I know you were a bit nervous for coming on. weren't I was, you? I didn't know I remember, why.
1: I remember when you first asked me? I, I actually said no, and then I thought, oh, I've give it a go, and I got into it in the end. But yeah, I was nervous at the beginning. Yeah, like we've had conversations all the time,
0: but they're yeah. not recorded. Yeah, <laughs> Say no, what you no, I told you it's just like talking, you forget, don't yeah, you? That you do, yeah, yeah, you forget that Rob's even looking at you. Yeah. But, uh, guys, again, this podcast is sponsored by Fight Lab. Guys, you can purchase these gloves now on our website, the link is down below. Also, guys, you can pre order the Jab Cross Hoot game, and that is uh, on our website below as well. If you follow the link, also, guys. We do have some amazing Contender Promotions podcast mugs. If anyone wants to drink out of a a cup with my face on or smash it, they're available on our site as well. And guys, same again, this podcast is sponsored by Seconds Out Coffee. So you can also purchase this on our website also. And let's not forget, thank you, Robert. Guys, you can also purchase the Contender Gym t-shirts. Anthony Franklin should not be leaving this building without purchasing at least 10 of these. I should get a free one. You should get a free one. There's no such thing as free. You're on the podcast for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what
1: we should do, guys. So, I was on the content of podcasting. I was on the content yeah. We'll that,
0: yeah. do that. Yeah, he won't be on the next one, but we'll do it for the proper guests. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so, guys, yeah, you can purchase these online. A few different colours. Rob. if you just want to pass some more colours over, let's just show everyone the the, the range. So, yeah, we have... Lots of different colours guys, grey, navy, if you don't want to go on the website also guys you can just drop us a message on our social media page if you just want to do a bank transfer and we can post out guys, but yeah, if you want to look amazing, rep contender, support our gym, then purchase, The links below, but yeah, it's been uh, great, uh, hope you keep busy with work.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you'll see eventually if we COVID restrictions and we can start doing events again. Yeah, uh, we'll do it. We'll have to do it. Might get my event out there, Olympus. Yeah, and potentially we might do something
0: again in the future. We might do, we might do. Depends if I'm talking to you after this podcast. No, well, that's the thing,
1: isn't <laughs> it? Sometimes when we get together for our yeah, little yeah, coffee meetings, it always ends up in the <laughs> you, fucking we're, summit. We're saying about not doing a yeah, show, and then the next thing you go home, and it's like, we're doing this, we're doing, yeah, we're now, doing this, this, yeah. But that's well, how that. good things were born. That's how uh, tournament was. Everything is
0: in it. Everything is. Concept over a coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ideas. I love being just talking about shit like that, though. Mate. Sometimes we go a bit um, over the top. Over the top, don't we? Yeah. But uh, yes, guys, thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, guys. We need more subscribers so you can see our awesome content of our podcast videos with our amazing guests. Thank you for listening. Oosh.